And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome to Warriors Plus Minus. I am with my guys, my, my forever Warriors guys, Anthony Slater, Tim Kawakami. Unlike those two, I have been so caught up in Christian McCaffrey world that I did not watch the games. But to talk about it, and of course we have Anthony Slater, who was there. Uh, Anthony, what, what, what's, what's all the panic I see on, on social about? What, what is happening? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're losing. They're three and four. They're 0 and three on the road. But I mean, I would say it's not like a panicky team right now. You know, it was such a like Michigan reunion last night post game where like the entire like hallway outside the visiting locker room in Michigan is just flooded. Like Ben Wallace is down there. Lindsey Hunter's down there. Uh, you know, the Draymond's family's down there. Some Jordan Poole people are down there. And it's just a congregation of like, it really did feel like a reunion. And um, yeah, sure. There, I think there's, there's a little bit of, of internal angst about how they're playing, but like, there's not this grander concern of like, what is going on with the team, like within the team, even if at times as, as, as we all know, we maybe judge to, in depth through seven games, um, when the when the when the, the issues are not the as grand, let's just be all TK started problems. <laughs> it is absolutely. They were going to lose last night's game. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised they were were in it as long as they were because they had that Jordan Poole stretch that brought them back in it. So that that meant that they were going to be in it all the way. But back to back, as old as they are, I think we should bring that up. Their nose. They got some creaky guys. They're not going to, you know, Clay's not playing the back-to-back, didn't play great in the first game. And once they lost that first game, I think that second game was going to be an L. I mean, you're, you're not going to say that automatic, they're not going to take it, but this team's going to have some struggle. I, I just think it's a bad road team right now. I, I, thought, I think they looked rattled in, in Phoenix in a way that we haven't really seen them before, right? This the whole thing's been, they're tough on the road. They win every single time in the playoff series. They win on the road. It's, it's been an incredible and, and, and meaningful thing. That's not that team right now. Maybe it'll be this team in March and April and May and whatever, but they're kind of a little funky, uh, you know, in, in the really pressure-packed ways. And, again, it's early in the season. Obviously, it's kind of the flip of last year when Kerr went with the veterans and they had guys they could really lean on, you know, Otto Porter, Gary Payton second, we, we've named it, we got it, there's a few others. Then he didn't play the young guys, and so they were just tight. Like, they were solid to start that season, 18-2, and two, and they wanted to be solid. The season they have to play the young guys, and things are a little, you know, off the rails a little bit, but not shocking. I don't think any of this is shocking. 
But that's what the plan was, right? It was yep. to, last year they needed to start hot. They were trying to somehow keep that 15 and five going from the year before and reestablish themselves. But now they won a championship. Now now they go on the road and, and, and coming off going on the road and winning tough games in the playoffs. So that might be working against them. I, I was a bit shocked. I thought, Maybe this is me thinking they're the old Warriors. I thought Detroit was going to be in trouble, right? Losing in Charlotte, it's like, okay, <laughs> they've got to right the ship. They're going to go to Detroit. Detroit's going to be in trouble. But once again, they, they just cannot guard people. Like, like they just can't. You can see everybody. You can put up 120 if you have any type of shooting night against the Warriors. And I don't know. I didn't watch later. Was this just a matter of Detroit being hot and making crazy shots, or was it? No, no, Detroit didn't even, like, it wasn't like they were that hot. It was just, to me, like, they physically overwhelmed them. They just were, were bashing them inside. And, you know, obviously Isaiah Stewart had, what, like, 14 rebounds or something like that, five on the glass. And they just, the funny thing, Warriors came out well. I think they were up eight at the end of the first quarter. Um, but the second, you know, between the second quarter and the first three minutes of the third quarter, uh, so that was like about, a, what, a 15-minute stretch, they lost that period 45 to 20 that's where they lost the game you know pool shot it well he had that like 12 minute you know 12 points in one minute stretch but you know Steph's three has not been on on this trip clay thompson's shooting percentage is down andrew wiggins has had two straight like really yep. uh, like low, low percentage in some ways low energy games draymond not as good in detroit mate you know he's playing the second night of a back-to-back it is still early in the season the starters in general haven't been as good as they were the first four games, the the last two during these two losses. But they lost this game, you know, at, at the top of the second quarter. And in a lot of ways, they, they're they're losing um, a lot of their momentum within these games with the youth. And and if we are to have, I think, the bigger picture questions that need to be had right now, it isn't about the guys we know about, right? We don't need to have a long Andrew Wiggins discussion because he had two whatever games. It's the young guys. And to me, early in the season, the young guys just have been underwhelming. I mean, it's very early, but I, I, th- I think we'd all probably agree on that. Yeah, although Slater, you're tough on Wiseman after this game. And, and I, I watched it again as a rewatch. And I kind of watched in reverse order because I watched the second half live after the 49er game, then went back and watched the first half. And like I've been seeing some criticisms of Wiseman. I understand. He, I mean, he went great, but like he wasn't terrible, and then he was in when they had that little flurry, and it was mostly Jordan Poole, but he was part of that. I mean, he was he had a couple of nice defensive plays. So I, again, I mean, you saw it. You were live. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying he was great, but I, I think he's like a standard yeah. NBA backup center, To sometimes a little worse, sometimes a little better. But, man, I mean, they sure didn't give away the lead when he was out there. He wasn't even in, in the first half, so I'm not sure – you know, again, I might be misreading it. I wasn't there, but I didn't think he was terrible. But uh, you were pretty tough on him. Yeah. So, to me, the first couple games of the season, I mean, he just seemed like he came out energized, alert. We've seen this with him when he's just like a little bit sharper, maybe you know, mentally out there. He's catching the ball easier. He's just, um, to me, his actions are crisper. He's, you know, uh, anticipating getting hit inside a little bit more boxing out a bit better. I think what we've seen on this road trip and maybe it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the back-to-back type games. It's the different atmospheres. It's just like the piling up of the early season to, to me, like these, these younger bigs, these high energy East coast bigs, Isaiah Stewart last night, Jaron Duran, Nick Richards and Charlotte in his four minutes. They're just, they're coming in like thirsty for rebounds and thirsty to like set screens. Well, the the Charlotte game was bad for Wiseman. There's no question. That was bad. 
But I th- I thought you saw the same thing last night. I mean, you could there's a few Isaiah Stewart. You know, Isaiah Stewart takes that matchup very personally. They were one two in centers in their you know high school class, and Isaiah Stewart was drafted later than him. Like he's always kind of taken that matchup personally. And I just thought physically, and look, Isaiah Stewart's played much more games NBA games to this point in their careers. Like he should be, you know, at least a little bit more advanced in that realm. But he just he was thumping Wiseman last night. I thought early and like Wiseman just wasn't. As, as ready for that physicality. That's what I saw yesterday, and I thought that had an impact. Yeah, I think he's definitely taking like one or two many in two too many steps one way when he needs to be the other way. No, no, like Looney never does that false step. Well, he you know he doesn't move that fast. So he, he stays where he is, and he's very good at it. And where Wiseman's really screwing up, I think, is he takes that step where he shouldn't, and he can't recover the other way. And somebody's dunking, you know, on the other side, and it's not him so much giving up the dunk; it's just him being out of position to help on the dunk. But I, I didn't think he was that bad last night. In fact, I thought he did some good things in the second half. But they're gonna, yeah, Kaminga won great. You know, he, he moved around okay, but that drop was horrible. Um, but I, I think they do have to play him. I mean, you know, Kerr isn't gonna always play Kaminga. He's shown that. My man, they don't have a lot of other things. They're also going to play Ty Jerome 20 minutes a game. Slater, are they going to play Ty Jerome 20 minutes a game here? I mean, it's, it's heading that until, way. until you see Dante DiVincenzo again, <laughs> I think they might. Uh, you know, no clay last night, I think, added yeah. to Jerome's yeah. minute. Yeah. And he's obviously. not been bad, by the way. He's not been That's bad. That's the thing. It's like last night he was certainly not the issue. Yep. Um, so, I mean, yeah. he wouldn't have been Pat Spencer out there. You know what I'm Pat Spencer, by the way, Pat Spencer will be in Santa Cruz this year. So if you, if you two want to go down and do a Santa Cruz plus minus, uh, you know, overdue, way overdue. Uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Kaminga. I mean, that's like we've kind of been but, saying but this like, from the beginning okay, of the year. Which one focused. should be if you got like Isaiah Stewart, right? Or even what Jalen Duran is like 18 years old or something, right? Which one of those, like like of the, of Kaminga and Wiseman? Who do you think, considering the relative lack of experience, especially with Jalen Durant, should be able to, like, not dominate, but be really good against one of those two, right? Who should come out of that matchup and be the clear kind yeah. of superior player? I, don't, I mean, I would you know what? The, I think the physical matchup actually might be Kaminga, just because yeah, he's more yeah. active. You know, Watson, yeah, but, like, that is a game for Kaminga. I mean, I think we've been saying it. Like, he might be a Kurt, better Kurt right said now. it. He might be well, a better Yeah, Kerr said it last night. Like, he was going into the game planning to play Camino because of who they were facing, right? It was this young, high-energy, athletic team with a bunch of lottery picks. It was, you know, he, he went to him early. He played him 19 minutes. But yep. I think the problem we've seen early on, you know, and, and, and some of it is is how little playing time and opportunity they've gave him early on. It's very difficult for young guys to, like, you know, the whole idea of, like, stay ready. Like, that's harder for a 19, 20, 21-year-old than it is for Damian Lee, Juan Toscano-Anderson at 26, 27, who've dealt with that, you know, most of their careers. But he's he hasn't been ready for those little spurts. And, you know, he comes in the game, and so it's, he's a lot more casual the first few minutes. And you mentioned that really bad drop on an easy dunk. That came in, like, his first few yeah. possessions on the floor. He got better as the time went on. But the problem I mean, is – I hear you, Slayer, but Moody always ready, though. Moody's different. Yeah, Moody's different. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Moody Moody profiles is like a twenty-seven. You know what? Funny thing is, Moody is actually kind of bet. Moody's better when it's like random. Like you just throw him in the middle of a game when you, he doesn't think he's playing. He hits the first three. Then you play him like we're playing him eighteen minutes, and then he kind of disappears sometimes. It's just the way the, he is. And 
I mean, he is a very solid player, and he's just different than Kaminga. But I, I'm laughing. Like, when you don't think he's going to play, like that friggin' uh, Western Conference Finals, and just throw him in there, boom, two threes. Uh, and then, okay, you're gonna, you've are gonna got a real role now, uh, maybe one basket and, you know, some other things. It's just a different kind of player. I, they got, I think they got in again. Listen, they don't have to play them all a ton of time, but I, I do think reps count. It's, it's, you know, funny, Kerr always says reps matter for Wiseman. And then for Kaminga, he says, you know, reps don't really matter. He's going to have to wait his time. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but I do think reps matter. And, and they don't have huge options unless they're going to play Jamichael Green 25 to 30 minutes every game. And I don't think that's the best thing. Then, uh, you know, find a little space for Kaminga. You know, and they're absolutely playing Wiseman. But even if he has a bad first stint, maybe you got to play him again in the second half instead of passing him like they did in Charlotte. Again, I understood why they did it. They wanted one of those two games, but they didn't get either one of them. And, and I'm not sure, you, you know, you're going to get Wiseman developing all, all that much if you're doing it. Again, it's a, it's a give and take. You know, nothing's for sure. They're not in trouble. But they've committed that the roster spots and the rotation spots are to these guys. You know, I do think maybe you just live and learn with them. You know, let's see what they can do, at least for the first 20 games or so. This is also the difficulty of their overall plan like to me we saw a much healthier it was a kind of by accident but a healthier developmental situation when it was Jordan Poole right his first year when he was not ready to be in the rotation he was forced to be in the rotation because they were the worst team in the league and they didn't have anybody healthy and it was like play a ton of minutes and stink Jordan Poole go ahead (laughs) I think as we look back on that Jordan Poole's much better today because of how many minutes he got as a rookie right even as bad as they were I think that was important you know the second year okay they're winning again he was it it was you know kind of some give and take but I just I would agree like Kaminga needs to play for the best for for him to be the best version of himself he needs to play a lot more than he is but at the same time like you know they're three and four like you know they they probably need to win the Miami game tomorrow and you know they probably the way they're laying out the rotation they probably believe that means very little Jonathan Kaminga tomorrow and it is we say it again and again and again, but it's the theme of this this two timeline plan is it's difficult to pull off. And I think we're seeing it much more difficult this season than last season. Yeah, to me, it just feels like I like again, I haven't seen the game, but just judging by the comments, I, I understand if Wiseman can't dominate against Bam out of bio. <laughs> but I you go into Detroit, you're playing against an eighteen year old, or even like Isaiah Stewart who it's obviously more physical, but I mean, I guess the case we're making is that he's not nearly as skilled or is like, like dripping with talent as Wiseman. Like, you got to go, to me, you got to go, like, if not dominant, you got to walk away like, yo, I'm next out of here. And that's the part that's a little con- concerning. It's like, you got to, this ain't, these ain't, the pros, all right, if Anthony Davis is going to school you, I got that. But when you're facing the young bigs and you're facing, you got a chance to kind of dominate. We've seen that from other guys, right? Remember, uh, remember how Eric Pascal would do PJ Washington? <laughs> it was just like some of these guys see guys who are in their area, in their little realm, and they go to another level. That's what I was kind of expecting to see. At least, at least that, you know, Draymond built his whole career off that, right? Like. Yeah, they could have used Pascal. They could use Pascal against PJ Washington the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly right. Cooked him. He cooked. It sure, sure could have. And you know, you see Jordan Poole like, yo, I'm going against Tyler Hero. Like, I got another level for this. Like, to it's me, the way Stewart looks at Wiseman. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think those those kind of guys are going to be tough for Wiseman. Just, you know, they get under him. You know, they're always thinking angles, and he's kind of drifting around. And oh, maybe I got better go over there. And then there's Stewart right there for the follow or the dunk or whatever. Uh, it's, it's going to be a little different for him. It's just less experience. I get it, but I just think that they, you know. You almost take the losses and let them play because, man, I don't think they're going to win games in, in, in May unless they get a pretty decent wise win. Maybe it'll never come, but I don't know that you have a chance at it unless he's playing now. You Maybe you take your hits. You know, you, you don't play him the second half in Charlotte, and you still lose, right? I mean, one like they're great without him, they still lose. You know, these are going to – I mean, they had a lead, but they didn't keep it late. These are just – this is the way they're going to be right now. Might not be – ideal and it might not turn out but the way they built this roster there's no way around it he's their backup center and if they got to fake it without him it's just faking it it's not the real thing do they have like eight do they have nine guys for the playoffs like is who, who are the nine well look okay they're we, not worried they can just say look in the end if we have to we'll just go well, yeah it's michael green this would be the backup center Thing, you know, and, and I don't know if they want to do that. It would be with Draymond playing a ton of center. The yeah. answer to your question, in my in my opinion, is yes. They have a great top six yeah. that we they were just the top six on the title team. Then they go, um, you know, I think Divincenzo and Jamichael Green at this point are fine, it's eight nine men, and I think Moody fits a playoff rotation. We saw that. Moody's ready, finals, right? Man. There's nine. Moody's ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so there so there's nine though. And that's look again. If they have a playoff series tomorrow and they go with that nine-man rotation, and you know that nine-man rotation includes 42 minutes for Steph Curry, but you know, and and all the main guys, like they, we'd probably favor them in any Western Conference series. The bigger picture problem is they took a, a center second overall two and a half years ago or whatever, and uh, a forward seventh overall a year later, and we're talking about them at this point still not being in a theoretical playoff rotation. That seems a little concerning. Just even if. I, you know, we still like their nine minutes. Yeah, and I, I don't know that, you know, I just don't know that Kaminga fits with what they're doing now. And that doesn't mean trade Kaminga. That doesn't mean he's terrible. They need to do some stuff right now to win right now. And then maybe when the roster is a little bit different, again, it's a long way. I know it. But you can't give that up because he might be very useful in a very different situation. And I think we I know. Think that's why Steve likes him, right? Like the ability to say, we're going to go big. We're going to yep. change everything. Yep. Yep. Or we're going to go small and change everything. Like, again, I, I think Kaminga might actually be a center on this team. And, again, that's kind of messed up because you have other guys and you have Wiseman minutes and Looney minutes and Jamichael Green minutes. But, like, if you – I don't think he's a center in the NBA down the road. But right now, that might be his best position. And he's getting some minutes at center. Not great minutes, but some minutes. Uh, Wiseman, you know, again, you know, <laughs> shrug, I don't know, you know, uh, but might not be in his best with this group, but this is the group you've got. It's a great group. You try and extend them as much as you can. And then you see it down the road. You know, this is just like this weird concoction. They've done again, the two timeline thing where these talented guys and, you know, curses, if they were drafted by somebody else who just could throw them out there, like. Slater said that they did with Poole. They themselves had that situation. Um, it would be very different, but they're not in that position. Like, that's and, the most normal situation, right? Yeah, exactly. It's hardly ever do it like this. <laughs> like, you never do it like this. Uh, and, you know, they got to figure it out. If they, don't, if, they don't think, if, they, yeah, if they don't figure it out, it's going to be a problem in the playoffs. No question about that.
yeah, this is this is the life they chose, and it's fine. It's ambitious. We've talked about it plenty, and winning the title last year like probably gives them you know some amount of cover on it. But at some point, they need to find out if they hit on these lottery picks or not, right? I mean, they yep. they they decided Absolutely. to use them. Yep. Um, and to be honest, like the way the league is like materializing early this season, I think they. Yeah, like nobody's running away with the West. No. I mean, obviously, Red Phoenix is five and one. They might win the West again. Just they don't forget about the again, Blazers, they, baby. Oakland Blazers who? Davis, Davis. Yeah, Damian Lillard hurt. Hurt. calf. Yeah. He was hurt. Who's hurt? But, Tim would know. Yeah, Tim's no, favorite no. injury. Yeah, I know. I know. He's out. It hurts. But you know what? <laughs> yes. What I just read like Clippers. Oh my God, what's wrong with the Clippers? Like, I mean, you're reading this. I just don't know how you people can. Like, I love the Clippers healthy, but there's no way you could fit that nope. in. No, not Kawhi. Not Kawhi. I mean, you can't. He's like Anthony Davis or whatever. Like, you just don't know. You don't want to draw him. Like, a healthy Kawhi in the playoffs is going to be lethal, but you just can't write it down. So, I mean, like, nobody's going to run away. Nobody, if the Warriors are the fourth seed or even the fifth seed, I don't think that would cause. Also, they're the perfectly capable of doing an 18-2 and two run at some point, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, we've we've seen this movie. We know how they roll. Uh, the, 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 the unique part about all of this is it feels like Draymond's playing really good. And normally <laughs> that means wins. Yep. And yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like he's playing like this. Normally that means you don't have a chance to beat the Warriors, but. Well, how about, yeah, I mean, new world. but it's like the, the formula played out perfectly in Charlotte which included Draymond at the end, you know, with the, the strip and the block and they go up four. And like that's the thing. Like if they just close that game, they're four and three right now. Yeah, the loss in Detroit's bad, but you know, four and three, it's just so weird in these small sample size theaters. But it's like four and three sounds much better than three and four. And they really like they should have closed that Charlotte game. Draymond even said it post game. first thing he brought up, he's like, We never we don't lose four. Games. We yeah. don't. And I got Elias to look it up. I got to, I should say Daryl from uh Warriors PR. Shout out to him. But it was <laughs> well, he is it was only the, he's, a, he's the Warriors Elias. Yeah, he basically is. Um he was or I mean it was that was only the fourth time in the Steve Kerr era, eight seasons that they blown that type of lead. So um you know, and then the other thing is we forget yeah, they always about do it, it in Charlotte. they always do it in Charlotte, by yeah. the way. Always yeah. at least two well, of them in Charlotte, two, right? Yeah, two, one of them no, was really, really getting the, like five two of the four, fouls. But. <laughs> yes, two of the four were in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but we've—it's easy to forget about. I put it in the story I wrote last night. They went one in seven over an eight-game stretch twice last season, twice in a condensed stretch. There was a twenty-game period where they were six and fourteen last season, and then three months later won the title. Yep. And during that six and fourteen stretch, if we did any of these live rooms, or I'm sure we could go back and listen to our podcast. Sky was falling, you know, <laughs> it's just that that's how it works. I, it's not to like, like we should examine these issues as they come, but this is, this is an NBA regular season. There's like 14 teams right now in panic mode across the league. Like wh- what team feels good? I, sure. I guess Phoenix and Milwaukee right hey, now. What, what is, Utah's five and two in their panic There you go. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Why are we know? winning? Why are yeah. we winning? What the hell? What the hell? Uh, that's what you should try to tank and then you end up winning. There, there's the solution. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. But the problem, you know, the difference obviously was they did start off 18 and two last season and you just had that to bank on. And then Kerr talked about that. You bank these wins doesn't, you know, doesn't mean that this isn't the way to do it also, but they don't have that run. Like, okay, this is who they are. They've had some struggles. Okay. Now they're the second seed instead of the first seed. 
Uh, and but you had to do it this way. This just it just you know it just hit me that this is the reverse of last season where they didn't play the young guys and got off to that run, but the young guys didn't really develop, so they couldn't use them in the playoffs. And now you're playing the young guys pretty much because they know they got to count on them. And I mean we're going around and around on this. I will say that you know Clay is an interesting situation. Again, you know we're not the ones to ring the alarm bells on Clay. Let the rest of the league do that, but. They kind of do need them, right? You know, that's, I hear I hear some alarm somewhere in the back. Yeah, I know it's not for Clay. It's just my name. They're like, we're not ringing the alarm bells, and all I hear. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, uh, I kind of was uh, drew that. I just I made that happen. Uh, that you know, Clay's got to be you know one of those buckets. By the way, in the, in in Charlotte at the end, where it was right over Clay. Doesn't mean you always have to stop that, but like they need him to be good. He was good in in the finals like that's a fact he's still got real quality basketball in him but when he's not good that ripples for them it just does they just don't they don't have another way to duplicate what he does for them well, as high usage he's yep. just high yep. usage that's another thing and i you know i've chatted with a few people around the team about this but uh, uh you know part of like what's a little bit different this year and and Kerr mentioned it last night. Yes, the defense is is whatever like you know eighth worst in the league right now. But they're not really liking how the offense is flowing or not flowing right now. I think a lot of people are taking like quick shots, and everyone is somewhat looking for theirs. And part of the reasoning is like think about the situation everybody's in. Clay is now healthy for a full season. Jordan Poole, who just got a big payday, is more confident than ever. Andrew Wiggins is chucking like never before. You know. And, in an efficient way besides the last couple of games, but he is like, you know, wanting to, to score more than ever. And then these young I guys, I like this Wiggins. Keep, keep chucking wigs. No, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying he shouldn't because like you want him playing with the confidence level he has, but with all that going on, you're also now suddenly bringing, you know, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, even Moody off the bench. And, you know, Mo- let's compare Moody to like, you know, a JTA or something. Uh, or Gary Payton the second, like he's he's gonna chuck a three right when he touches it or take it to the rim. Everybody a little bit more than these past years is out for like there's just more people out for their own offense. And he like Kerr last night was saying like saying he doesn't feel like the offense is playing like within patterns and every you know like an amoeba type flow and he feels like that's affecting the other end. And we know Draymond talks about that a lot as somebody who cares more about defense than offense. But he said. Uh, his quote last night was the offense is really hurting the defense right now. And it's just, I just think the mix of players is creating that. They're too confident. They're too confident. We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Clay has to go through this. I mean, we've seen it. He's got to get it out of the system. And then he'll have a big game, and then he'll say, oh, I started getting shots in the flow of the offense, right? Like, <laughs> that's what that's what Clay's going to do. To me, the part that makes them so less nervous is Jordan Poole looks good. Like, it looks like the Jordan Poole from last year wasn't a fluke. Teams are more prepared for him, and he's still, like, producing at a, at a really good level, at a level you'd like not – not so much defensively, even though he, he's making a few plays yeah, defensively. Yeah, not too bad. But, like, it it definitely takes away the urgency from Clay to be Clay. But I see what you're saying, Slater. Like, if he's taking the same amount of shots, right, the same amount of aggressiveness, then that's the problem. But I do feel like that that is all checkable. But when you look at it, if Poole is like this and Wiggins is, you know, Wiggins, they're still, like, pretty – formidable and now it's just a matter of who else you can get that that's they're actually in a pretty good situation like you said for a playoff series if they could figure out these other things but offensively they're still going to be a bucket in the playoffs slater that that pool running into the corner three off the offensive rebound what the hell what was that one was unbelievable like that was right early in the shot clock do you remember that one in the corner there yeah yeah, that was um, un- he, like, that was unbelievable. Yeah, he's becoming an extremely like difficult shot maker. Uh, and he missed that. He missed that one. But it was like just the, the you know that was a step yeah. take. Like I, I uh, yeah, gonna put the ball up. Yeah, I'm gonna put the ball up, and so what? And I think Steph was the one who passed it to him. It's like I got to get it back to Steph here, but I'm gonna take the shot. It, it, it's confidence. You want that. I mean, that's the clay thing. What was what clay's comment a couple nights ago was if I'm not shooting, what am I, what the hell am I doing out there? Now you can take that to the, to too far, you know, and sometimes clay does, but also you want the guy who's willing to take the shot, who's just, I'm going to take the shot when the game's on the line. That's what I'm here for. And you count on him making it. It's just when he doesn't, and, and it's not one of them, it's four of them uh that affects that affects the, the way the games play but then you, you go go back to the finals and you go that that guy that guy helped them win a championship has helped them win four championships uh it might not look so great right now and i i go back to the what i started with they're just a bad road team they're just not set up to win on the road right now and, and we'll see if that plays out that would be very bad for them they can't the guard anybody they can't guard anybody <laughs> and they're not the they're not athletic like you know even with Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody, like they still have guys like they're playing the zone now. Like Slater was like fifty percent of the time last night because they can't stand in front of anybody. Like they can't. Yeah, they, yeah. particularly they just, when the young guys come in. I, I just they're testing stuff with those young guys, and I don't know. I mean, I would assume by game, you know, let's say everybody stays healthy by game twenty, twenty five, thirty, he'll want to have like a reliable, like you know, it's always going to be this unit opening the second quarter, and I think part of that is finding. You know, is this the type of unit that could play a three-two zone or whatever? And you know, we don't talk much about like Mike Brown's departure, yep. but 
yeah. you know, Mike, remember how much like Mike Brown implemented a lot of these different zone schemes that was like, remember that Dallas series when he was, was yeah. just hopping off the bench with the double yeah. fists up and then he's going to box and one and like they were running those All so, veterans. Yeah. All yeah. Veterans. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And you can do a lot, you can do a lot of that stuff when you have, yeah, like GP2, you know, and like you just yeah. know it. Yo, All GP2, just go, go guard him. should have got his money. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You you paid GP too, like he got his money. He just didn't get no. I mean, from the Warriors, they should have yeah. just paid him the money. Like okay. yeah. I, 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 I think GP two was a really really good player for them. But you know, by the way, he hasn't played this season yet. MT. So, hey, hey, by the way, same I, with I, Otto would Porter. He be would he be playing if he was with the Warriors? No, no, he's hurt. <laughs> oh, he, he, yeah. oh. Uh, no, he would not be playing. He would not be playing. It's just like you know, this is like. We know the situation they're in. We, we know the money place, but he, he was really good for them. And it was time for him to make his money elsewhere. They just they couldn't pay him that and money. They, I they get could. where they he's missed. He's, they could, though. That's they could, thing. but, yeah, and they could. They're just not going to do that at this at this level. When you're paying Steph 52 and Clay 43 and you're going to pay Jordan you know, 29 next year, whatever it's going to be, these are just dollars that have never been paid before in the history of the NBA, and they've already paid it. So so we'll see. They miss them, though. No, it's fair to say they miss them. He just sort of sort of the trailblazers right now. <laughs> they don't have them. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that they did, was because they could do it with GP2. They had it with Dalla for the first part of the season last year, by the way. And he's pretty, was pretty important. So I'm not calling him a fix to anything, but like you're not even gonna, ideas. you're not even gonna give Bielitsa some love. Do you remember him <laughs> on opening night at Staples Center last year? I just remember him being really good against like Jokic and whoever the hell he was guarding the playoffs. Tatum, he got Tatum on a switch a yeah, couple times like, in the finals. You cannot, you cannot beat. The elites of man to man play cannot do it. It was unbelievable, but uh, they have different. They have a different setup now. I think the the veterans aren't as you know. They certainly are a year older, and, and with all that all that playoff mileage on them, they're you know. They, other than Draymond, I don't know that any of them have been that great defensive. Looney's been fine, but it's just tough. It's tougher for everybody, and it's early in the season, and they're kind of rolling through it. I, I think they're going to be... So they got a bunch of back-to-backs coming up, right? They're, they're going to be terrible on back-to-backs. I just think, I just think they're going to be a really bad back-to-back team. Yeah, the end of this trip, like, you know, what, what, three and two is the best they can now do on this trip. I think, you know, I think if they're walking out of this five-game trip at this point, two and three, that's a win. They'd be you know, a win, yeah. They, a win. they have yeah. a Miami team that's a little pissed off right now. They just lost to uh, the, the Warriors and to the Kings to end a West Coast trip. They've had two days off. They're coming home. They're two and five. They need Miami's going to be coming out tomorrow, yeah. like looking for a win. And then they have an Orlando team that the last few games has really been high energy, a lot of young guys, you know, physicality again, that – followed by at Pelicans on the second night of a back-to-back to end a five-game trip where I would expect rest. So that's, you know, you're definitely the underdog in that one. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, this schedule's getting a little tricky, at least this week. They go one and four and how many segments on the jump or whatever the NBA show are there. There's going to be a, a lot well, of conversation. Hey, but that's the it. problem with the league. There's like nine teams yeah. to, to <laughs> yeah. have – you know segments on right now that's you know we talk in depth about the words hey let's bring up the nets problems right now you know let's talk yeah. about them let's let's talk about hey Dixers. the lakers got on the board last night though. lakers, the lakers, are lakers the are back. They're nice back, one over the but... nuggets who by the way are struggling right now um yeah. you know the the mavs just blew a 16 point lead to the thunder at home and lost an ot at a 16 point lead in the final four minutes cooking. <laughs> oh, yeah man. 
Christ, yes. So yeah, there's a lot the of teams right now, right? Yeah, a lot the of Bucks teams. Bucks and Cavs are fine. Bucks, Cavs, Suns, Blazers taking over the league. This is their year, baby. Write it down. Utah Jazz right in there. Put the, put the Utah Jazz in there. That's right, the five and two Jazz. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, one of the things, I, I talked to Steve about it a little bit, but how, how much of a factor is how fast they're playing? Like their pace is so high up. Like they were at one point, they were at like 108 which is like 70s basketball level and they've slowed it down a little bit lately but they're still they're still up there playing at a way like in, in the playoffs they were down in the 90 i think sixes for uh, against boston uh it makes sense to play faster when you got all these youngsters but are are they playing too fast do you think for their defense to be any good I, I, mean, I think it goes with this, the quick trigger stuff, though. Like, I mean, yeah, they're just yeah. pulling, they're pulling the trigger so fast. I don't know if and it's intentional. Got bad like transition defense, right? <laughs> that too. That's well, the turnovers lead to the you know we we know that. And then they're hacking. I don't know. I mean, like, they're hacking like crazy yeah. yes. too. Yes. By the way, what the the intentional fouling Slater? I don't even know if Kurt was asked about that in, in Charlotte. You're doing it with I, Steph and Draymond. I mean, and then they're both in foul trouble the, the rest of the night. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, he probably would have got asked that if, like, Draymond had fouled out in regulation or something. Or maybe I should have just asked him about it. But I, I think he just wanted everyone in the arena to see Mason Plumlee shoot yeah, yeah, left-handed free throws. I mean, I enjoyed wild. that. That was wild. I don't know if they want – yeah, it worked, but I don't know if you ever want Steph. Yeah. I, mean, I thought Steph – I agree with that. that. That's crazy that Steph's taking the foul, but – Oh well, those are just little things I look and I go. I cannot believe that they had that Steph took an intentional foul and then he gets into foul trouble. Yeah, he had got five in overtime. Yeah, 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 played in overtime with the five fouls. Like it's just. Would you, Marcus? What do you think of Steph like hero balling late, like you know, just dribbling out the clock and having two bad shots and then like admitting post game, like yeah, I just kind number of number one. I love Steph for admitting that. I love Steph for admitting that, right? Like nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody gets up there and says, oh, "I got, it. I got <laughs> gas." But I will remind you, the last time he was there, it was a coronation. Like he was in, last time he was in Charlotte, he graduated, and they literally had an entire ceremony for him. So I could totally see Steph saying, eh, "Let me give him a little show. Let me give him one more, <laughs> one more moment." Here's what I don't understand about Steph, and he's never going to change. This is year thirteen. Like he's a, he's basically an old man now. It's like a layup don't don't get you that <laughs> mid range jumper. It's the same bucket, right? Like <laughs> it, it, in his mind, it has to be the three. That's the part that is so funny. Remember like, when he had the buzzer way. beater against Houston? I think it might even yeah. be the pandemic, but it was like it was actually technically his oh, first like year. buzzer. Yeah, it was. Buzzer okay. Um, I just remember. Yeah, he did get to the mid-range. I think you might have even written a story like, you know, he did the mid-range. Uh, but Dennis Smith also played great defense on that possession, by the way. So. It's easy to play great defense when he wants a three and you know he wants a three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he's, right. he's, and he's waving off the screens like, get away, get away. <laughs> I got to hit this three in front of my crowd. This was for Davidson. I can no, this was for Dell. Dell. I'm going to put this one in Dell's face is what he's That's thinking. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I was impressed that he admitted that. But it's total – I mean, you know when you're there, Slater, it's a total love affair, right? It's, it's – yeah. Like it's it's a home. He was being asked post game about like Davidson's new coach and you know <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it's, it's a total love it affair. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen media members line up to hug him after the press conference. No, like it's, oh boy, it, it, it's tough to not get lost in that sauce, especially for Steph. But. By the way, the, there was the Draymond Jordan Poole version of that last night. Tom Izzo's at the game in Michigan. You really should have seen this damn family reunion, basically outside the locker room. Uh, the AP reporter in uh, from Michigan. You know, I started to ask Draymond a question, and he like stopped and he said, "Larry, you know, Larry, how are you?" And go green, by the way. And it's just, <laughs> it's just funny when they go to the. You're just reminded how like much this part of, or I say, the, I'm actually sitting in Miami as we speak, but the part of the country I was just in is like there's so many Warriors people, important Warriors people that are just from that area of the country. But, yeah, it's not not gonna happen in Miami, Slater. It's not happening in Miami, but they'll they'll have guests at the game, but they won't be like the you know those yeah. family uh, guests. Yep. I'll stop there. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say they 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 are looking at a potential one and four, two and three road trip, and there will be things to talk about when they get back. But uh, like they have to prove their they can fight on the road. Like maybe they will prove it, you know. We we've been through this before. Oh, they look terrible. Ah, they'll they, prove it. Just, yeah, then they then they come. That's the one they win. I used to always say that. Like the one that you think they're going to lose, that's the one they win because they're just so freaking stubborn about this kind of thing. Let's see if they're that, that kind of team. Again, they don't have to prove it to us in November, but it'd be interesting if they did. The Miami game sets up as a good one because I feel like both teams are going to come in like we want this one and. Oh, oftentimes during the regular season, you know, good matchups don't line up that way. But I think the Miami game does. So after the last game, uh, and we've all seen it, Chase Center, man, they were hugging out with Kyle Lowry. Like they, and of course, Draymond loves Adebayo. Like you know, and, and Kerr, Jimmy, like right? yeah. Kerr, and but Jimmy and Kerr and Spolster Kerr, yeah. are tight. Like yeah, yeah. these are two teams that really respect each other. I mean, they play each other hard. But man, do the Warriors? I don't know if the Warriors respect another team as much as they do the Heat. Like that was like a love fest it's, out there. It's the culture, Tim. Heat it's culture, the, Warriors heat culture. And the Kyle about. Lowry thing is like he beat them, right? Like yep. that, I think that was a big like. Yep. You beat yep. them, you automatically get that. Well, in, in the finals, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. In the finals, yeah. yeah, you beat them, that you automatically one of them guys. I, I wonder. I feel like Miami is just a bit easier to guard. Would you say, fellas? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. That well, they got the three-point right? shooters. They do have the three-point shooters, but uh, I mean, yes. they got one of the worst offenses in the league. Though. Yeah, and uh, they're not they're not the athletes, right? They're not that kind of thing. No question. They they do match up, kind of the you know old guy ball, right? Two old kind of two old teams, two tough gritty teams that the Warriors kind of feel like they can they, they might have the edge there. You're right. It's a it is a be- better kind of stylistic matchup for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it's like that's the the game that kind of gets them into their bag, like you just, I don't know. Like Vincent is good, you know. He he can shoot it. Obviously Tyler Hero, but the rest of the guys just feel if they kill you, it's gonna be with twos, <laughs> right? It's gonna yeah. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. They're gonna they're gonna Kyle Lowry even to like the fouling and the penetration. He's getting to the line. It just feels like a more manager. I could see them winning that game just because it's not floor spread, chasing a bunch of athletes and guys getting hot because this is the big game of their career playing the Warriors. There you go. Marcus is calling it. Victory in Miami. I'm calling it. And then a <laughs> loss in Orlando. Boom. <laughs> I can see that. I can, they I can lost in Orlando last year. 
I, that I remember that feeling like one of the like lower points of that late game, that, that six and fourteen stretch I'm talking about was a loss in Orlando where I think they scored like eighty something points and like you know pretty much everybody was there. They are losing in New Orleans at the end of the trip. Although I was they're definitely that. losing. They are losing. That one oh, isn't. Although you know, you know, and I know I keep going back to like you know I guess comparisons to last year. Part of their some of their really intriguing wins last year were when they rested the main guys, and I think you know mm-hmm. that's probably likely in New Orleans. Remember they beat Detroit in Detroit when Cool went off. They beat. Remember the Spurs come back in San Antonio. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Chioza yeah. played well. Like <laughs> Damian Lee hit some big shots. Pool obviously was good. Um, you know, this is. I would say this. This is a young you know, roster that could use one of those games. Those felt like such boosters for, like, the bench last year when they got the games to themselves and they won a few of them. I feel that's like this little, young team could use one of those. That's a little surprise they played Steph and Draymond in the last game. I, mean, I know Steph and Draymond wanted They wanted to. I was yeah. Surprised, yeah. But yeah. I thought, like, just make it a young guy's game. Like, you're, you're going to lose anyway, I thought. Uh, and just like, just play the young guys. They lose, they lose. So what? And if they win it, man, look what you get. That's a little early in the season. I, and, and Steph and Draymond wanted to play, but man, they played an overtime game the night before in Charlotte, which is not a close flight to Detroit. And the worst thing you can do is play them another 35 and lose and not have the young guys. But again, that's my mind. I'm always in the develop. I'm always in that kind of thing. That's not what Steve Kerr's mind has to be. But I was a little surprised they both played. I thought one of them was going to rest. And Clay rested. I thought they'd rest a couple of those guys. I figured game. it'd be Steph because you ain't Draymond ain't resting at home. So you give yeah, him the home true. game and rest that's Steph. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, well, although Steph's rested Charlotte games before. He did last season, right? That's the one where they lost. Well, no, it was two Steph. years ago. It wasn't okay. a rest. It was he came out. He was like getting ready to open the tip. Yeah, no, that's and right. he got that's sick. Right. He was like dizzy or something. And that was like co- like you know prime COVID territory where like you were just going to test right away if you weren't feeling yep, good. Yep, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah, that was that was odd. Marcus, right, anything else? Fellas. All right. Hey, that, Kish, well, that Christian McCaffrey dude is pretty good. He's all right, right? He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that's uh, he's pretty good. Guess play. where I pretty guess play. where I spent my morning yesterday before the Warriors Pistons game? Some bar watching football in Charlotte. Or no, no, Detroit, no, sir. Fifteen rows up watching Tua Tagovailoa in the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> oh, Shred the line. Yeah, you go I, see I got, your Dolphins in Detroit, then you fly to Miami. You, were you on a team charter? Were you flying back with them? I was. I was with the Dol. I actually flew on the Dolphins charter back. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, the schedule broke right, and I got like a hundred dollar tickets, like fifteen rows up behind the Dolphins sideline, fifty Jeez. yard line. It was Jeez. it was a great time, and then it ended, and I walked right over to to Warriors Pistons and covered a game, and it worked out very well. Tough game. You were nervous. You were nervous for part of it, boy. You were. Ooh, they went up four. Lions went up fourteen nothing in like a blink. But then it just created a shootout. It was. It was. It was. It was Tua. a good time over in Ford Field. Tua, Tua, Tua. So, all good. You needed something after that OK State game. You need a little. Okay, bit we need to cut the pot at this point. <laughs> it, uh, we don't need that. <laughs> I have, right. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Take us out. Marcus is muted. Sorry. It was some music playing on my computer randomly. I, I was trying to spare Brian some editing. Uh, so we'll probably let, – let's hop on uh, after the heat game. What do you say? 
Nah. What do you say? I'm, all 82 after the Heat game. So I can I, I will do correct prediction. I will do an all 82 after the Heat game if if you guys are willing. One or both of you. Yeah, I think one is the correct way to put that. But uh, okay, <laughs> let, him, let him go. Let Marcus let Marcus shine. Let him shine. Oh, all right. All right. If TK ain't doing it, then I ain't. No, <laughs> Until then, we'll see you next time on Warriors Plus Minus. Hey, yeah. Uh... As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.